You're listening to the Blissful Hiker Podcast. I'm Allison Young, the solo, female, middle-aged, titanium-reinforced, long-distance backpacker, Blissful Hiker, sharing stories to empower you to learn to hike your own hike, too, in this journey of life. If you enjoy these podcasts, please consider supporting them through Patreon. There's a link in the show notes or at blissfulhiker.com. It was almost exactly a year ago that I set my feet on the Arizona Trail. It was one of the most wild and confounding hikes of all of my hikes. But even with its problems, I felt called back, and I'd planned to hike the 100 miles I had left to walk in the low desert from Oracle to Superior, Arizona. That's between Mount Lemon near Tucson and the Superstition Mountains. I would be on trail right now, but unfortunately, I suffered an injury. I developed post-tibial tendinitis, and I've needed to postpone my hike until the fall. It has not been easy. I tend to not have injuries at all, but more dramatic surgeries, like two complete hip replacements. So this is completely new territory for me. But I've got a great physical therapist, and I'm improving. I'm walking every day, so I'm getting there. And besides, my friend Hector in Oracle reminded me that it's 30 degrees today with mixed precipitation, so maybe it's better to wait on this trip. This time right now in the Christian calendar is all about waiting. It's called Lent, which means spring, but maybe more accurately, the preparation for spring. So as I heal and train and prepare for other planned hikes this summer, I try to embody faith and focus and not let my fears be the boss of me. And it feels like the perfect time to look back to one year ago in last year's podcast exploring these same themes, 40 Days in the Desert, and try to recapture the words, rejoice always, do not worry about anything. I sit squeezed into a window seat on a completely full flight heading to Tucson. I go through my checklist to assure I have all I need, not that I can do much about it now. I've planned carefully, packed well, and I'm taking with me years of experience. Still, failure and less than optimal circumstances stalk me, both sleeping and waking. Questions like, can I handle this? And do I still have what it takes? obscure the more useful ones like, what are you looking forward to most? It's not lost on me that this out-of-sorts space I'm in mimics nearly precisely the moment we're experiencing in the Christian calendar. Forty days of roaming in the Arizona desert sounds an awful lot like the penitential season of Lent. The word Lent comes from the Anglo-Saxon and means spring, The pagan roots represent a time of waiting and hoping, a time to plan and imagine a future without cold or snow or hardship. For early Christians, the six weeks before Easter prepared converts for baptism. The scripture tells us Jesus deliberately placed himself alone in the wilderness, vulnerable to temptation. Lenten contemplation and solemnity imitates this act through fasting, prayer, and giving up something all in the service of developing a deeper relationship with God. I find it interesting that in the beginning we were placed in a natural place, less a wilderness than a garden, a perfect place, one of perpetual spring. We're no longer there, both metaphorically and actually, but we long for a return 
Perhaps not to a life without care or worry, but to one that's healthy, that's connected, that's grounded. The plane pulls out of the gate and rolls over ice, squashed and carved into fanciful arcs by so many wheels. I'm also entering the wilderness and the risk of temptation. Temptation to push too hard, to ignore my health, to not listen to the spirit and my higher self. You know that I take contemplation seriously, that I take no distractions on my walk like headphones, and I pour myself wholeheartedly into making each step the priority. But there's more to this season than a search for the garden and the simplicity and rightness of that communion. And my dreams point to an anxiety beyond simply adopting a positive mental attitude. Last Wednesday, Richard and I gathered with friends and acquaintances to read, sing, and have an oily smudge placed on our foreheads. As the priest drew this cross of ashes, he said these words, Remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. In other words, life is short. While it would be natural to interpret that message as a YOLO exhortation to live your best life and pack in all you can before it's over, The ask is less about selfishness and more about humility. We are dust. We're nothing, at least in the cosmic scheme. So what will you do with that knowledge? The plane lifts in a miracle of weight versus the laws of gravity. In the back, I feel it especially. A momentary flicker of fear as we bank sharply over frozen lakes and minuscule trees. Flying is truly awesome when you stop to think about it. So is life. I ponder the questions nervously buzzing around me. Richard always says I have a backup worry. And then I sharpen the lens through this moment of Lent. Part of the reason I walk in beautiful wild places is to reconnect with the earth, the place that always extends its invitation openly, unreservedly, and without judgment. I'll have 40 days of spring unfolding from slushy trails and frigid nights to blooming cactus in more daylight. I'm a visitor just passing through, leaving behind footsteps that touch the very dust I come from and will return to. I remember a set of flights it took several years back from Minneapolis to New York, then Paris to Geneva. I got off the plane, hopped on a train, found the local bus, then walked up a country road heading south to the Mediterranean. I camped in a damp field that night above Lac Le Mans, just me and some slugs, cowbells tinkling in the distance. Who does that, Richard reminds me often. I do. I guess when you're on your way, it's best to just get going. My plan is to do the same today, walk as soon as I'm dropped off and go as far as I can before dark. As anxiety sneaks in and tries to pull up a chair, I tell it, okay, but stay over there out of view because I have more important things to focus on today. I'm starting my Lenten journey on the Arizona Trail, answering the call for a right relationship to the spirit with each step I take. The man next to me leans into my space, his head flopped forward in sleep. I'll join him soon. This was a very early flight but will I get to Tucson on time? Will I be so wrecked from travel I can't hike well or relax into the challenge? One of my favorite passages pops into my head. It's from Philippians and goes something like this. 
Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known because the goddess is here with you. Don't worry about anything, but in all things through prayer and thanksgiving, speak your truth. And the peace which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind. The trail awaits me, and I'm pretty sure the goddess is there, her arms spread wide. Thanks so much for listening to this rebroadcast of an episode from last year, right before I set foot on the Arizona Trail. I planned to go back. I would be walking right now, but I'll have to put off the 100 miles that I have left of the Arizona Trail until the fall. That's because I have tendonitis in my foot. But I'm healing and appreciate all of your support and good thoughts. You can listen to the Blissful Hiker podcast. It's on Apple and pretty much on every podcast platform. You can find out more about my hikes, my keynote speeches, and how you can support the podcast at blissfulhiker.com. Have a great week, friends. Stay healthy. And until we meet again, kia kaha and happy trails. <laughs>